you sometimes feel like you're floundering in your business or personal life? That you don't quite know where you're going? Trust your heart. Trust the spirit. Live a spirit-led life. Create a spirit-led business. That's the title of a practical guide by Marnie Pearson Coons, a Christian mom of six, based on her 30 years of in-home experience. These podcasts from Marnie will give you insight into trusting your heart, trusting the spirit to give you direction not only in your business, but in your entire life. Check out Marnie's Spirit-Led Life podcast, book, and free masterclass at TrustYourHeartSeries.com. Hi, welcome back. So we've kind of dived into this whole idea of a spirit-led life without really discussing what is the spirit and how do you hear it? How does it speak to you? Some typical terms or phrases we often see to reference what I'm calling the spirit is, you know, things like trust your gut, trust your heart, listen to the still small voice, your intuition, having a knowing of some kind, having a feeling, a hunch, a prompting, a vision, seeing something in your mind's eye, hearing a word or a phrase in your mind, having a warm feeling, having a feeling of peace, having a dream, or having strokes of ideas. The way the Spirit speaks to each person is different and unique to them. The Spirit is going to speak to you in a specific language. Some people feel it in their body. Some people just, they just know. So all these different ways that the Spirit can speak to you are different based on you, your background, who you are, how you respond to things. But the Spirit is going to keep trying to talk to you and it's going to train you. The more you act upon the inspiration you receive, the more you will learn what is the Spirit and what's not. I'm going to give you kind of a silly example. Years ago, I was out at my friend Luana's house, and Luana lives out in the country, and we'd had a lot of rain, and when it rains a lot where we live, you get flooded out. Well, I got flooded out of my house while I was taking my kids to school, and I had nowhere to go. So I needed somewhere to hang out for the day, so I trucked over to Luana's house further away from where we live, and I was driving a big old custom van at the time, just one of these big things with the captain chairs and everything boatload of kids. But I drop my kids off and I'm going over to Luana's in this thing. And Luana's driveway is really steep. You go down into her garage and I was at the top of her driveway and I got this little feeling, don't take your van down in that. But I did it anyway. I thought, oh, I'm not going to park here out on the cul-de-sac. I'll go down in there. So I pulled down in there. And then when I went to the door, you know, she greeted me there. And I wanted to take my shoes off because they were muddy. And something told me, don't leave them outside. But I thought, oh, no, I've got to take them. You know, i got to leave them outside. I don't want them muddying up her house. So anyway, I took them off, left them, went in, spent some time with Luanna. And when I came out, my shoes were gone. And the neighbor's dog had carried them off. So we had to go track down the dog, figure out where it had taken my shoes, get my shoes. Then I go back to my 
van and I go to pull it out and I'm trying to back up in the little turnaround she's got and the wheelbase of my van is way too big so it misses the complete little turnaround thing and I go off in the grass. Well I get stuck because it's just a muddy mess. So I had to call a tow truck to pull my van out of her driveway. It rips up her yard. Thankfully she is a really nice person and didn't care (laughs) that it ripped her yard up. That taught me, listen to that little voice that says, you know, might not go down in that driveway. Hmm. Probably shouldn't leave your shoes on the front porch. It's not a big fear thing. It's just a little, you know, might want to do this. Hmm. Sometimes it's more clear if it's a massive danger. But sometimes it's just this thought, like, hmm, might want to rethink that. The spirit could just talk to you in a completely different way, but you learn to listen. And this taught me how to hear the way the spirit was talking to me. It could be totally different for you. It's like learning a language. And we learn the language of the Spirit by reading scriptures, for one thing. That's one way to learn the language of the Spirit and to kind of see how other people dealt with God in the past. You know, that's what the Bible does is it tells the stories of different people, different situations. We learn about people like Balaam and the donkey. God was trying to tell Balaam not to pursue a course of action. And Balaam did it anyway. And so the Lord sends an angel. And the only person or thing that can see the angel is Balaam's donkey. And Balaam's donkey talks to him and speaks to him that way. How unique is that for a way for the Lord to speak to you? So sometimes the Lord sends animals even that could speak to you. Maybe not vocally, but they can send us messages. Little children, all kinds of different ways we can get messages from God. But we have to be open to it and start noticing Noticing the messages when they come, document them, start to learn the language of the Spirit for you. Now, one other thing I want to talk to you about is the Spirit could tell everybody a different message, feasibly. One person could be told to take a specific course of action with their health, while someone else could be led to something different. Or the path that they're on with their business. One person could be told to use a certain social media platform, while another person could feel an impression to use direct mail pieces, radio advertising, or something like that. Everybody is different. Now, why is that the case? Let me give you an analogy. Think of the world, geographically speaking. I'm in Georgia in the United States. You might be in California. Someone else may be in Texas. Someone else may be in the Ukraine, or in India, or France. So if somebody came along and says, okay, you're trying to get to Walt Disney World? Okay, Walt Disney World, Florida. All right, so you're in France. The directions to Walt Disney World are going to be completely different. You're probably going to have to get on a plane, maybe run a car. If you're in California, you may want to get on a plane. If you're in Georgia, maybe we could drive. I could drive there. I could drive to Walt Disney World. If you're already in Florida, you may just have to go up the road. So the directions are completely different to get to the destination. Now add to that that we all have a different destination we're trying to get to. To continue with the analogy, one person could be going to Mount Rushmore. Another person could be going to the Washington Monument. Another person may be going to the beach down in the Gulf of Mexico. Everybody's destination is different. What you're trying to achieve, what you perceive as success, is different than other people's definition and what they're trying to achieve. So our destinations are different. What you're doing is not gonna be the same thing your neighbor's doing. Your body is unique. Your mind is unique. 
your living circumstances, your financial situation. Everybody's situation is unique. If my financial situation is better than somebody else who lives in Georgia, I can afford the plane flight down to Disney World. They may have to get in the car and drive because when I get there, I'm probably going to have to rent a car and other things and there's going to be those expenses. The Lord caters the instructions to who we are, where we're coming from, and where we're going. And no two people are going to be exactly the same. One of the things I'm really noticing a pattern of in the world these days is everybody thinks they have everybody else's answer. You know, oh, you shouldn't do this. Oh, you should do that. Oh, you should only eat this way. Or everybody needs to intermittent fast. Everybody needs to eat organic. Everybody should do keto. Everybody do, you know, I'm just taking that for an example. And people get so married to their viewpoint that they think everybody needs to do that. Well, everybody doesn't need to do all these things. The spirit could lead you to eat something another person would just find horrific and vice versa. Your body is unique to you. And the same thing with your business. Your business is going to be built around your talent, your gifts, your background, your life experiences. In future episodes, we're going to be talking about discovering what your mission is. What's your message? What's the pivot point around which everything you do in life? Who are you and what are you here to do? And the way the Spirit will direct you is unique to you. And if you learn to hear the language of the Spirit and take action on it, then you're going to move faster. You're going to be more efficient. You're going to be more effective. And even when it looks like you're off path or taking a rabbit trail, it's all going to work together for your good. There's so many things I've done over the years that I thought, well, I'm off on a rabbit trail. But sure enough, a piece of that comes in handy down the road. Nothing is wasted. Everything serves, and that's another concept we're going to be talking about in future episodes about how to really make the most out of every situation and use it to work together for your good. So I hope this helps you, gives you some ideas on how the Spirit can speak to you. I really recommend the chapter in my book, Trust Your Heart, Spirit-Led Business. There's a chapter called Recognizing the Spirit's Voice, and it goes into much more detail on examples of different ways that the Spirit could speak to you. Like I said, it could be a knowing, it could be words or phrases in your mind, it could be visuals that come to you. You might have pictures, pictures that come into your mind. This one happens to me more now than it did years ago. I'd have it occasionally when I was younger, but now it comes a lot in visuals. One of the things I talk about in the book in that chapter is also keeping a journal. If you get an impression, write it down, And then you'll start to see, you'll have a log of, hey, did this pan out? Was this something that was smart for me to do? And sometimes the Spirit's going to guide you to do something you don't have a clue. You know, you'll never see why you were asked to do that. You know, you may feel inspired to take a different route home that day. And you'll never know that you would have had a wreck from the other route that you would have traveled. So you just got to trust it. But sometimes you're going to see, if you'll document, you'll see that the Spirit was right. And that you were right. And you'll start to recognize those impressions and learn to trust them. There have been so many things over the years that I thought, okay, I'm just going to write it down. This is what I'm getting. It sounds nuts. And then sure enough, what I saw ahead of time happens. And I'm like, oh my, I'm not nuts. (laughs) I'm not crazy. The Spirit really was speaking to me and guiding me in this direction. Because here I can see the fruition of what the Spirit showed me years in advance. And speaking of fruition... It's good to look at what the fruit of the Spirit are. Anything that we choose to do in life, if it's a good thing, it's going to bear good fruit. If it's not a good thing, it's not going to bear good fruit. It bears, quote, evil fruit, according to the scriptures. So Galatians 5 talks about this. 
the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. So that's Galatians 5, 22 and 23. So when the Spirit speaks to you, it's going to come from a place of love, joy, peace. It's going to be patient. That's what long-suffering means. It's going to be gentle. It's going to be good. It's going to lead you to do good, to have faith, to have hope, to be teachable, to be balanced and not overly frenetic about something. And it's, it's going to allow you to show up in a more abundant, healthy, happy, giving loving way. That's one good thing that you can kind of measure it. When you're asked to do something, you know, does it fit within this? Is this the result of it? If you're given a warning, it may be just a calm assurance. It's kind of, "Mm, probably shouldn't do that, or stop, don't do that. It's not fearful, but it's certain, and it's solid. If it's a direction you feel led to travel, and you feel joyful and peaceful about it, then you know to take action on that. If it's coming out of anger, spontaneous reaction, somebody else did something to you and you're coming back with a retaliation or a knee-jerk comeback, you know, we're so good at that in the online world nowadays. Everybody's really good with the quips and the snarky comments and the judgmental things. None of that is the fruit of the Spirit. None of that is the Spirit telling you to respond in some snarky way. The fruit of the Spirit is joy, love, peace, long-suffering, patience, gentleness, goodness, faith. So when you're feeling led to respond in that way, you know it's the Spirit speaking. And if you're in that state and you get some direction coming to your mind to do something, pay attention to it. Now, if I go back to the shoe example, I was not in some frantic, freak-out, irritable, angry state. I was just going about my everyday business, okay? going to visit my friend. I was actually in a nice, loving, happy, peaceful state because I really like that friend. And I was going there and here comes into my mind this thought. I should have known that that was the spirit because I wasn't wrestling with, oh, should I pull down in there? Should I not pull down in there? Oh, I'm scared to pull down in there. It wasn't coming in some fear state. It was just, don't pull down into that. So what state you're in when you get an idea is important. So anytime you have a big decision to make, you want to go to a space of love, joy, peace. Try to simmer it down. Let go of your preconceived notions. Let go of any anger or frustration or fear, things like that. And then from that calm place, make your decisions. And you'll be much more likely to be guided by the Spirit. But we can progress in our ability to receive personal revelation. And in the days that are coming, we need that. We need it very badly because the world is just getting more fearful and more dark. And we need to be able to access the light to know how to travel, to know what to do. Y'all take care. God bless. Check out Marnie's Spirit-Led Life podcast, book, and free masterclass at Trust Your Heart series dot com